Another day, another mystery to be solved. One week ago, I was tasked to find the King of Mysteries. I'm here tonight because I've realized that my trail has gone cold. So I did what any normal detective would do on a random episode of the Wrestling With Fiction podcast. I kept digging. It started out simple and small. I went through Groundhog Day. I got nothing. I went through Scooby-Doo's WrestleMania mystery. Sinkara believes the spirit of the beast has been stirred by WrestleMania itself. And I still got nothing. I even went through Surf's Up 2. The mammal with the plan, Mr. McMahon. And yet still, nothing from Surf's Up 2. Why the f*** was there a Surf's Up 2? But then it hit me. My clue was never in English at all. It was translated from Spanish. It was then, out of the corners of my mind, I looked up to the TV. It was in that moment, I knew. I f***ed up. I should have learned how to speak Spanish. Curse you, Google Translate! On this week's episode of the Wrestling With Fiction podcast, we'll be discussing He's the King of Mysteries in English. It's Rey Mysterio! One of my thoughts on him potentially winning the tag team titles, should he or should he not have a retirement angle, and where on earth will he go next? So for now, tell your friends, tell your friendliest friends, tell them all about this new and exciting edition of the Wrestling With Fiction Podcast! Ladies, gentlemen, and lady gentlemen, my Fictional friends, welcome to the Wrestling With Fiction podcast! The podcast where I pitch to you wrestling storylines from the good, to the bad, to the damn right insane. My name's Connor, and by god who is that jumping out the sky this week? It's Rey Mysterio. Jesus, this has been one that someone, I'm not gonna name names, but you know who you are who wanted this. I, I know you. I, I know you've, you've been listening to stuff. I've heard. I've heard. And because of that, we are talking about Rey Mysterio this week. A guy who has been wrestling for so long now. I, he's, he's so nostalgic for me. I, recently, I went back and watched his SummerSlam match with Kurt Angle, which kind of inspired this whole episode. And it's such a good match. And I, I still stand by that it is the best opening match for a wrestling pay-per-view to ever exist. And you can fight me on that, because it's really freaking good. Go back on WWE's YouTube channel and watch that match. The pacing, the counters, the moves, it, it still holds up nearly 20 years later. But I'm getting a little bit off topic. So let's get on to why I want to talk about Rey Mysterio this week. A character with so much storied history, who's kind of in the twilight of his career. You know, I think... We kind of seem to forget it because how often he's on television now. But he's he's probably only really got like a couple more years left in him. And with it, the thoughts of wrestling retirements or, you know, having him wrestle with younger talent seems like incredibly enticing. Especially like when you think about the talent he still hasn't faced yet in WWE. Because he's kind of mainly been focused around like feuds with Seth Rollins. Uh, a tiny bit with Baron Corbin, which is an odd choice. And, like, a couple bits and pieces here and there. And there's there's still so much you can do with this guy. And that's why we're talking about him this week, but I feel like I'm bragging still a little bit too much. So let's just move on to the very first segment of this show called The Tagline. And if this is your first time listening to this podcast, The Tagline is basically my process in which I try and explain what I'm going to do with the wrestler or character of the week. 
kind of going through my whole process of how his storyline objectives and goals may end up being. Think of it like your 30 word summary that you'd see on Netflix. That's the best way I can describe it. Or Crunchyroll, because I'm going to keep saying this till it happens. WWE has a deal with Crunchyroll for some reason. So, with that out the way, I think it's time to get into this. So, without further ado, I need to ask the editor of this podcast, which is myself, by the way, to cue the music, future me! Rey Mysterio, people. Yes, a wrestler who's basically done it all at this point. He's won tag titles, he's won the US title, he's won the Intercontinental title, he's been a world champion at WrestleMania. He's basically done it all at this point. So, his goal isn't necessarily gonna be championships. In fact, with his career kind of winding down, I imagine it's just gonna be a lot of dream matches or personal grudges. Think, uh, maybe this is a bad comparison because of the way it was received. Like the Seth Rollins feud and how Dominic Mysterio got involved, or something akin to Eddie Guerrero versus Rey Mysterio with the custody of Dominic Mysterio. Hell, Dominic Mysterio is wrestling now and he's in a tag team with Rey Mysterio. This is, this is the world we're living in right now. So Rey doesn't need to prove himself as this championship caliber talent. It's more of, I think, Rey Mysterio's arc is kind of just giving back at this point, you know? Working with people who are essentially outside of his comfort zone, kind of helping them out in ring and outside the ring. Because he's very much like the father of Lucha Libre, or just high-flying wrestling in WWE. And I know there are people going to say like the light heavyweight division, or the cruiserweight division, but Ray, if we're talking about just pure consistency, and the ability to adapt their style and still maintain the offense that made them famous, that's Rey Mysterio to a T. Which is why the tagline for this week's episode is nearing the twilight of his career, a future Hall of Fame luchador looks to tie up loose ends by passing down knowledge to the next generation. It's very much we're in the epilogue of Rey Mysterio. It's no secret. We're not all clamoring to see Rey Mysterio win the world title, though it would be very cool and I would love it. In the current generation of wrestling that we're in right now, I don't think that's the main objective. So really, it's about giving Rey interesting and memorable feuds to kind of give him that one last hurrah. And if you guys agree or disagree, you know, you can tell me on Twitter at Connor the Cooper, or you can tell me on Instagram at Wrestling With Fiction. I, I want to hear your thoughts on this. But with that out the way, I think it's time that we get to the very first pitch. And it's one that's going to be pretty obvious, because let's be honest, it's going to be happening pretty damn soon. And it's one that I think people are either going to love or hate. But I'm, I'm going to get a kick out of it, because their name is bloody hilarious to me. So let's just get straight into it as we talk about a thing that is here to show the world and show it in some glorious fashion. It's the Dirty Dogs! <laughs> the Dirty Dogs! <laughs> Dolph Ziggler! Robert Roode, the Dirty Dogs! <laughs> They're so dirty! Look at them! <laughs> Look at them in their weird leather jackets where they wanna be cool! Look at them! <laughs> They're the Dirty Dogs, dude! <laughs> oh, I- I love and hate this name so much. It's so- 
I don't get it. I don't understand why they're called the Dirty Dogs. They just, they just started calling themselves the Dirty Dogs and I don't understand it, WWE. Why, why are they called the Dirty Dogs when they won the tag team titles on Raw? They were never called the Dirty Dogs. They were just a random makeshift tag team. Why are they called the Dirty Dogs? Do they have like pet puppies that I'm unaware of? Or... Do do they just like ride motorcycles? Were they were they part of the Undertaker's biker gang? Is this why they're called the Dirty Dogs? I'm so confused. Is it because is it because they want to start a rock band or a comedy club? Are, are they because Dolph Ziggler has that comedy tour thing? Is is that it? Is that what the Dirty Dogs are? Because I just I hear it. I just think, oh look at those Dirty Dogs. <laughs> Look at them win the tag titles, those dirty dogs. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm getting off, I'm getting off kill here. So yes, the dirty dogs, very simple. It just got announced this week that they're going to be having a tag title match against Ray and Dominic. So we've already kind of got a starting point there. It's very simple what the end goal is. We're having Ray and Dominic win the tag titles because why, why not? It's, it's like such a wholesome, rare opportunity that you can have Dominic and Ray, father and son, win the tag titles. That, that, that feels like a first in WWE. I, I could be wrong here. But is that a first? Somebody tell me, because I think that might be a first. So, it, it's very simple what I kind of just want out of this feud. Make the tag titles feel important. That, that's all I want. Like... I want the tag titles, even if they look like 5p coins, to feel like they're worth 500 pounds, okay? That, that's all I want. You, you've got some fun tag teams in that division. You've got Alpha Academy. You've got the Street Profits. You've got the Dirty Dogs. <laughs> the Dirty Dogs, being all dirty and bad. <laughs> the Dirty Dogs. <laughs> so it's very basic here. We're gonna get the thing that everybody hates for this first pay-per-view because it's WrestleMania Backlash. We're gonna get a DQ finish. Why are we getting a DQ finish? Because if we're gonna make the tag titles feel a little bit more special when Ray and Dominic win, we you you've gotta like make the chase seem good. Like you've got two wrestlers who are essentially huge underdogs. In Dominic, who has next to no experience in wrestling, apart from having a couple big matches here and there. And you've got Rey Mysterio in the twilight of his career. Where maybe you could tell the story that Rey isn't as fast as he is, or he used to be. So he's getting countered by like Dolph Ziggler's offensive like super kicks, or a zigzag, or that satellite DDT that he used to do that's really good. And stuff like that, because Rude and Ziggler, they, they are the definition of your ground game in like their SmackDown tag team division, which is the complete opposite of what Ray and Dominic are. The complete high-flying, fast-paced sort of action that they're kind of built for. I think that'd be a very cool thing to have established in their match in which, you know, it looks like they're about to win, but the Dirty Dogs being dirty heels, they stop this wop 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 woo. <laughs> They start going woof. <laughs> oh, what am I doing with my life? <laughs> so yeah, we move on from that. We have Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode cut a promo saying that they are the best tag team of all time because, you know, they're arrogant, belligerent heels. Very simple. You know, Dolph Ziggler's a good talker when you want him to be. And Robert Roode isn't a slouch either. His NXT run, by any means, is definitely a good example of that. You have them essentially cut a promo saying that Rey Mysterio is out of his prime and Dominic, he got put into the spotlight too soon. He's not ready to be a champion. We, the Dirty Dogs, are meant to be champions. We control the SmackDown tag team division. Nobody can stop us. Nobody will challenge us. Very simple, very direct, you don't need anything super dramatic. Ray and Dominic, you know, of course, come out, they know they want another shot at the tag team titles. And of course, you have the classic chase for the tag belts, where it's like, you don't, you don't deserve it. And then week by week, they start racking up wins, racking them up, and you have, you know, 
maybe a couple backstage segments with Dominic and Ray. Dominic being mad at himself because his tag team combinations with Rey Mysterio isn't as fluent enough as he thinks he should be. Maybe he starts having a lack of confidence about maybe he isn't ready to be champion. And Ray tells him the story of how he went the distance in the Royal Rumble, lasting over 60 minutes, and then going on to win WrestleMania. Nobody expected me to win, and nobody's expecting us to win the tag team title. But I tell you something. You've got the speed, you've got your young side, not your young side, Jesus. I've got experience, you've got tenacity, and we can do anything. You know, that basic, like, babyface promo camaraderie, Yay, 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 yay! <laughs> that stuff. And we eventually get, you know, our rematch for the Tag Team Towers where once again, Rude and Ziggler get away with it and they get themselves counted out because they don't want to lose the Tag Team Titles! Very simple. And you know what? It makes the belt seem a little bit more special. I know, you probably want clean finishes and like, legitimate long reigns. But this is Rude and Ziggler we're talking about. If you kind of prolong it out and you make sort of the babyfaces want the belts even more, by proxy, you're making us feel like we need to care about the tag team titles. You know, really make it a spotlight on your television show. Variety is the spice of life. Let's do that. And so it all culminates into Ray and Dominic demanding a tag team I title opportunity at the next pay-per-view in which Rude and Ziggler, of course, decline again because why on earth would they want to face in their minds losers who couldn't get it done the first couple times? If they were so good, we wouldn't have to run out and just do our own thing because, you know, we're dirty dogs. <laughs> oh god, <laughs> the dirty dogs. We move on from that and we get to Basically, Rude and Ziggler, basically, not having matches against each other. You know, make the match feel special. You have Rude and Ziggler take on the Street Profits, cheat their way to win. You have Rey Mysterio and Dominic take on the Alpha Academy. Or maybe some jobber enhancement tag teams, you know, really bolster the strength of your tag teams. And with it... It gets to a point where Adam Pearce interrupts Rude and Ziggler backstage, essentially stating that you can't run away anymore, so we're gonna have a tag team steel cage match. Because you know what? I love myself a good little steel cage match, and it kind of emphasizes the story of Rude and Ziggler running away from title opportunities. So, that's what we do. It will be a very fun match, because why wouldn't it be? It's a creative story thing with, you know, Dominic and Ray. Both high flyers risking their lives off the cage. It would be a great showcase for Dominic. It kind of shows how good fundamentally Rude and Ziggler are. And of course, it's going to culminate with, you know, Ray and Dominic winning the tag team titles. You know, maybe holding the belts on top of the cage together. That That's a very fun visual. It's a very short and simple story because, you know, short and simple isn't bad, you don't need to overcomplicate everything, it's just a nice wholesome moment. And in a tag team division that's kind of very scarce at the moment, any moment to make the belt seem important is always good. That's kind of how I see it. It gets over the dirty dogs as being bad guys, and actually having a reason why they want to keep the belt to make that seem valuable, you get, you know, a little bit of character development for Dominic, which we'll get into later, and, you know, it gives Ray a simple story where he doesn't really need to win the tag titles, but he's doing it for his son, he's doing it for his family, you know, really elevating the younger talent, in this case, his son. It's nice, it's wholesome, and moving on from that, we'll get into the very next storyline pitch. It's very simple. Ray Mysterio cares a lot about his family, which is why he's going to be facing another family. A family with a tribal chief. Okay, you know I gotta talk about Roman Reigns, right? This kind of feels like a good time to talk about it. 
I know we've had some matches with Roman Reigns, but that was that was pre that was during the Shield. We haven't had Roman Reigns versus Rey Mysterio in this capacity, which, by the way, would be really fun because Roman Reigns. In case you have not watched SmackDown in the past two weeks, has new entrance music, which I bloody love. It, it is basically your video game final boss music. And it's so, it's so atmospheric. It's, it kind of feels like it's meant to come out with a movie. And, you know, it'd be a good dynamic. Rey Mysterio versus Roman Reigns. The battle of two different families and the way they, you know, illustrate love. And so how does this all come about? Very simple. You can't have Rey essentially, you know, just kind of get a shot out of nowhere. I don't like that. So it's basically gonna be your classic gauntlet match because, you know, WWE has a really good use of gauntlet matches. They're really good. And so we have Rey Mysterio come out number one. He faces Shinsuke Nakamura first. You know, a couple of great little fun exchanges there. You know, a Kinshasa counting into a Hurricane Rana, hit with the 619, 1-2-3, Ray's exhausted, he has to fight through more people. Next up is Sami Zayn, who's just kind of like, taking advantage of the fact that Rey Mysterio is still weak, he attacks him from behind, maybe with one of his camera crew people, if he still has them. He does the weird Sami Zayn dance thing that he does now, which is both funny and odd at the same time. Sami Zayn gets cocky about it. Rey Mysterio comes from behind, hits the 619 again, or in fact just have a roll-up really. Either way, it still works, kind of presents Rey as an underdog. He's taken on and beaten Sami Zayn. Oh wow. Next up is Apollo Crews. Because, you know what? Maybe I'm in the minority about this. I really like Apollo Crews' new character. I like the idea of him like, as a character embracing this new side to himself. And, you know, the accent, it it might be odd to some people. I, I think it works. I think it's a good change. And of all things, he, he seems like he's got a lot more of a superstar presence about him. And plus, with the way that Cruz wrestles, like, I, him German suplexing Rey Mysterio across multiple areas of the ring, maybe hitting an angle slam here and there. That, that just sounds fun. You know, maybe we see, like, a little tease of the West Coast pop from Rey Mysterio and Cruz counters it into a powerbomb. That'd be a full, cool little spot. And, of course, by the end of it, Rey Mysterio wins. You get that up. And then Apollo Cruz and I think it's Commander Z still attacking from behind. It seems like everything is hopeless. And then Jey Uso comes out, final participant. Seems like he's ready to go. He's ready. He's... He is Roman Reigns' guard dog. Feels like everything is going to go bad for him. Jey Uso's got the chair. Then Dominic comes out for the safe because it's his son. It's his son. <laughs> that happens. And out of nowhere, Rey Mysterio gets one more shot at a world title against Roman Reigns at Money in the Bank. Why Money in the Bank? No reason other than it's a big main attraction pay-per-view that isn't as big as a, something like SummerSlam or WrestleMania. Very simple. That's why I'm picking it. And so we get more build-up for this. We get the classic Paul Heyman promo. We all love a good Paul Heyman promo, right? You know, like the one with Daniel Bryan? Very simple. I've, I've wrote down some stuff for the Paul Heyman promo. And basically, he talks about Rey Mysterio being the biggest underdog in professional wrestling. No, nobody thought he was going to succeed. He had the longest time in the Royal Rumble. He is one of the very few Grand Slam champions in WWE. He is a real giant killer, having victories over the Big Show, Kane, and various other people of significant size, strength, and stature to Rey Mysterio. He is by many means an un- killable wrestler. But you know who you can't kill, Ray, Being a giant killer. And Paul Heyman just simply states that you can't kill Roman Reigns. Because he has survived authority. He has taken rejection. And he has removed 
and destroyed phony comparisons. Ray, you may stand in Spanish for being king, but all will be dethroned by the tribal chief. <laughs> oh! <laughs> oh god, yeah. So really, you're building this matchup as the king of Lucha Libre versus the tribal chief. It's a it's a battle between families. One that attempts to build up their family. Rey Mysterio with Dominic Mysterio taking him under his ring. Like, making him really believe that he can do anything. Against Roman Reigns, a family where he puts everybody down for the sake of one man, the head of the table. It's very simple. Very clear contrasts. Of course, you don't have them wrestle, you save it. You save it for the pay-per-view. You get, you get these promo packages going over the highlights of their career. Them interacting with their families. Them just ultimately showing how different yet similar they are. And how both of them value family for two completely different reasons. And the only way they can settle this is because neither of them will quit. It's very simple. We're going back to Clash of Champions here with this stipulation. We're going to have an I Quit match between Rey Mysterio and Roman Reigns. Whoever quits becomes the Universal Champion. Very simple. I'm going to say very simple. I've realized I've said that a lot, but I, I, it sounds simple in my head. Because Rey Mysterio is your underdog babyface who has to overcome so many adversities. The size of Roman Reigns, the power of Roman Reigns. And in this match, I can definitely see, like, a very bunch of fun spots here. Like, I can imagine the opening bell of this match kind of being Rey Mysterio going for the 619 early. You know, going for it again and again. He tries to go for the cover because he thinks he's got the Tribal Chief down, but oh wait, he can't pin him. It's an I quit match. He has to see if he can quit, and of course Roman doesn't quit. So Rey goes for the finish again. He's going up to do the frog splash, a tribute to Eddie Guerrero. And of course, it's countered by a spear immediately. And then Reigns goes for another spear. He goes for another spear. Dominic and Jey Uso are at ringside, both cornering each other. Reigns goes for another spear. Rey is completely destroyed at this point. And, Re and Roman Reigns locks in that guillotine, just clutching at Rey Mysterio, just holding him down, feeling like he's just gonna... Completely suffocate underneath this submission. Because we've seen how this has looked with Daniel Bryan. Imagine how this would look with Rey Mysterio. A guy who is even smaller than Daniel Bryan. And having him just like... Him tapping, but not essentially saying that he quits. And getting to a point where he's nearly passing out. You see Dominic just losing his mind. He wants to do something, but he can't. He can't do anything in this match to help out. His own father, as he's watching him being suffocated at ringside by Roman Reigns. And you see Jey Uso just barking at Dominic to tell him to quit. Tell him to quit, like I did. Of course, Dominic, he he can't say anything. He's just, he's just absolutely destroyed. It's almost like watching just your hero be destroyed in front of your very own eyes. Because... In many ways, Roman, not Roman Reigns, Rey Mysterio is that comic book hero for a lot of wrestling fans. He's this superhero-like figure who, anytime he'd like enter the ring, he'd pass masks to children. It, it's basically the death of WWE's own superhero, not barring the hurricane. Your biggest, like, babyface superhero for kids. Barring, like, people like John Cena. And then just to have Dominic not say a word, except just mutter the words, I'm sorry, as he throws in the towel. Roman Reigns wins the match. Rey Mysterio completely knocked out, out cold. Maybe this could be the last match of his career. Maybe it isn't. But he will now know to never disrespect the tribal chief. Now I know, this doesn't really get over Rey Mysterio. But the stuff it would do for Roman Reigns, it gives him a complete new level of credibility in this more complete violent manner. It shows him, and if you want, you could say the conqueror of kings, Roman Reigns. 
because he just beat the King of Lucha Libre. Possibly even stuff with Dominic Mysterio down the line. You know, you set up that. Almost in that kind of like comic book movie style. He defeated my father and now I must defeat you. <laughs> you know, that, that sounds really cool to me. You got a great story for Dominic. You've shown with it. If you give him time, he can put on great matches. He had a great match with Seth Rollins at SummerSlam. And I don't expect with this, you build Dominic to win a world title. He's by no means ready for that. But an interesting challenger for Roman Reigns? I'm, I'm game for that. Heck, you had Jey Uso for several months challenge for the Universal Championship. I'm not completely against the idea of Roman Reigns taking on someone like Dominic Mysterio after this type of feud and having you know even underdogs get crushed underneath the tribal chief and just emphasize who can stop him and at the same time you put over the legacy of Rey Mysterio reminding us how good Rey Mysterio is in the build-up to the match it just oh it, it's just like wrestling 101 booking where you put over each other and by the end of it both of them kind of come out a degree stronger and to some extent, you build this really fun narrative that's almost kind of comic book-like, and I, I dig that. So, we're going to move on to the last feud, and it's, it's going to be a long one. I'm going to tell you this, because I'm going to be talking about a Rey Mysterio retirement angle. This is the one that I really want. To be good. Legitimately, if there's any storyline pitch that I want to do for this episode, this is the one that I pray is really good. So, it starts out how you'd kind of imagine it. I'm assuming, in real life WWE booking, Mysterio and Dominic have won the tag team titles. Very simple. They won them. But, they're not going to hold them very long. Because it's the SmackDown after WrestleMania Backlash. They lose it to the Usos very quickly and very decisively. In fact, Dominic doesn't get in any offense. He essentially gets super kicked from the opening bell and then the Usos just wail on Rey Mysterio, hit a double Uso splash, one, two, three. They win the tag titles and essentially just exit the ring quickly. And it's in the quiet sort of look in the Thunderdome that we see Rey Mysterio grab a microphone. And he he starts speaking about how, you know, I've been waiting for something like this to happen. I didn't think it would happen this soon, but I think I'm ready. WWE Universe, SummerSlam 2021, I will retire. That's it. He drops the mic down, he walks away, Dominic tries to follow him, but Ray doesn't say anything. And then we cut to next week. And Michael Cole is interviewing Rey Mysterio, essentially asking, what, what was all that about last week? You, you said that you were retiring? Is, is this real? A, a match at SummerSlam? And Rey Mysterio just pretty much confirms it. He says that it's about time my career's been winding down since I came back to WWE and I've accomplished everything that I've wanted. He starts just, you know, as we've had before, listing off the things that he's been able to accomplish and how it's about time that he gives these opportunities to the next generation. And Michael Cole just asks, well, you know, SummerSlam is a couple months away. Are there any dream opponents that you have? And Rey Mysterio just retorts back just saying, oh, there's, there's a ton. He talks about pretty much guys who are, you know, been inspired by Rey Mysterio to some degree. Guys like Ricochet, Mustafa Ali, Cedric Alexander. He lifts off, you know, some people from NXT, Santos Escobar, Leon Ruff, and others. But notably, he doesn't mention Dominic Mysterio. More on that later. During this period, you know, Rey Mysterio and Dominic they're still a tag team. Like, just because they lost the belts doesn't mean that they can't get another opportunity at it. So, a couple of weeks later, we have a tag team title match on SmackDown. 
It's Dominic Mysterio and Rey Mysterio versus the Usos for the tag titles. And the match goes a lot longer than the first match by leaps and bounds. And the thing that costs the situation is a little miscommunication between Dominic Mysterio and Rey. The way that I imagine it is that it's this 619 spot, you know, the double 619 that they do. Except the timing's a little bit off. So Rey goes in first and Dominic follows behind and accidentally kicks Rey Mysterio in the head. So Jey Uso just throws Dominic outside the ring. The Usos go for a double super kick and go for a double splash and they retain the titles. And so as this happens, you know, Dominic and Rey start bickering to one another. And we can't really hear what they're bickering about, but we know it kind of seems pretty serious. And Rey Mysterio, once again... You know, he leaves the ring in Dominic just, you know, we hear a tiny bit once he's left and he said, I, you never said that you were going to retire. And that's what we're left off with from that story until next week, where we get another sit down interview with Rey Mysterio and Michael Cole. And Michael Cole is asking, like, you know, a couple weeks ago, you listed off a series of opponents are any of them you'd consider worthy of your final match in WWE? And Rey Mysterio, he he hasn't really he doesn't really say anything. He he just kind of like nods and just says, "I've I've been thinking about it." And as this happens, it feels like the interview is progressing. You know, the camera starts going a little bit shaky. I know. This is not Kevin Dunn work, I'm I'm assuring you, it's not Kevin Dunn. But instead, it's Dominic Mysterio. And, you know, we hear the kind of, like, radio mics kind of go off. Ray takes it off. But we can hear, like, a tiny bit off of, like, the microphone. Where he's just saying, like, what what are you doing here? What do you mean you don't have a final opponent? And Ray Mysterio, we can just hear off of, like, micro- Michael Cole's radio mic. Just saying that we'll talk about this later. And like it's that very like into like close and personal like but what do you mean we're gonna do? We'll, we'll, we'll talk about this later. We'll, we'll talk about this later. And so we move on from this. And from this point on it isn't really addressed much. We essentially have a gauntlet of Rey Mysterio dream match opponents over the course of the next two months. We have... Rey Mysterio versus Ricochet. Rey Mysterio versus Mustafa Ali. We get, you know, one-time appearances from guys like Leon Ruff and Santos Escobar, who comes out in the gear that he gave Eve to, like, Santos Escobar, which is that sort of Halloween Havoc attire, which would be a nice little callback. You know, all of them are just paying tribute in their own ways to Rey Mysterio, Maybe Ricochet comes out in his old Prince Puma gear when he wrestled Rey Mysterio and Lucha Underground at Ultima Lucha Dos. That would be really cool. And just fun stuff like that. Because they're all high flyers who, to some degree, have been inspired by Rey Mysterio. And we get to a match eventually where it's Rey Mysterio versus Chad Gable. And they're having this match. It's looking like Rey Mysterio is about to win. And then Dominic comes out with a microphone. And he starts... Asking just like, why haven't you picked me? Why haven't you picked me, Ray? Like, can we talk about this? And Ray doesn't really answer back. Like, and now I know what you're thinking. This is going to be your distraction finish. It's not really going to be your distraction finish. Like, Ray's a smart enough babyface. This is his son. He's not going to be in the ring at this point. So he's essentially rushing down to his son. He doesn't care if he gets counted out. Chad Gable wins. So you're kind of getting a little bit cheated out of that match, which I know isn't really what you want in this type of story, but it's ultimately catering to the Dominic and Rey Mysterio relationship. So I think it works here. So Dominic just keeps on asking, why haven't you picked me? You've talked about all these other people, but yet you haven't even considered your own son, your own flesh and blood. And Rey Mysterio doesn't say anything. And Dominic keeps on asking, and Ray, you can just see, he's getting a little bit more irritated underneath the mask. And Dominic keeps on asking, why haven't you picked me? Why haven't you picked me? And then Ray just snaps back, saying, you're not ready. And Ray just walks away. Dominic, frustrated, confused, 
and just kind of broken a little bit that his father doesn't believe that he's ready to face him in the twilight of Rey Mysterio's career. And so as this happens, you know, we start to build up Dominic a little bit more. We have him have matches against some of his former opponents who have been on SmackDown at this point. We see him face Baron Corbin and pick up a big victory there. We see him at the next pay-per-view before SummerSlam, this is going to be the biggest win of his career, have a rematch with Seth Rollins. And this is important that we have the rematch with Seth Rollins. Because, you know, he's had multiple matches with him. He never quite got the big one. And, like, he didn't really have much help from Ray at all during those points. So, you have specifically Dominic Mysterio overcoming the odds and picking up a roll-up win. Not necessarily a proper pinfall, just a roll-up victory over Seth Rollins. You know, kind of in the vein of early underdog Rey Mysterio. So then we see Dominic. He's standing up, he's tired, he's exhausted. And he grabs the microphone, He, you know, that kind of like heavy breathing like he's exhausted. And he just says, Rey, am I ready now? He drops the microphone and Rey Mysterio comes out. And they just kind of stare at each other. And Rey Mysterio just says, do you want this? Do you want this? And Dominic just says, I do want this. And Ray just, you know, saying back, do you want this? And it ends with Rey Mysterio saying, you've got the match. Very simple. Very simple. You had Dominic prove himself a little bit. And at this point, you've got the rest of the three or four weeks just to build up the match. I'm thinking... You know, maybe a couple matches where they face the same opponent from week to week. You know, anything you can do, I can do better. Because at the end of the day, this ain't just a story about Rey Mysterio versus Dominic, father versus son. It's about inheriting the Mysterio legacy. Because, you know, Rey Mysterio Jr. to Dominic Mysterio, it's a, it's a big deal. It's another passing of the torch, especially in, like, Lucha Libre culture. And for a talent like Rey Mysterio, who's achieved leaps and bounds, above what I think anyone ever expected. This is like a big deal. Because win or lose, from this point forward, if Dominic beats Ray, the question really goes, can he live up to the Mysterio legacy? And so the final week before SummerSlam, we get a contract signing between Ray and Dominic. Ray Mysterio just confesses that he didn't think that Dominic wasn't ready. It was just that he was afraid that Dominic was growing up too quickly. He was afraid of Dominic inheriting the Mysterio legacy before he wasn't ready. And before he could leave, he thought just kind of that if Dominic could not inherit this, then all the hard work that he's put in, that all the hard work that Dominic's putting in right now, it'll all be for nothing. And Dominic, he he kind of, like, he nods, and he's kind of, you know, you can see a little bit of tears in his eyes because he realizes, I'm having my father's last match, and I've, I've got to make him proud. And so they sign the contract, and rather than just have them essentially just beat each other up, it's, you know, it's it's a hug. It's it's just a hug between the two. Because they realize this is going to be Ray's last match regardless. It's just the stakes of the match is if Dominic can live up to his end of the bark in believing that he can be the next big Mysterio in the WWE. So we get to the match. It's Ray Mysterio versus Dominic. It's a clash of styles of just speed and technique and you know we see Dominic throw a couple moves against Rey Mysterio that he hasn't seen in a while the Eddie Guerrero frog splash the free amigos you know this is just a Rey Mysterio tribute match and this is particularly in the opener because if this happens in the opener this is the 19 year anniversary of when Rey Mysterio took on Kurt Angle at SummerSlam 2002 did you not think I was gonna bring that back you're damn right I am we're bringing it back, because at that point, it's near 20 years of Rey Mysterio being in the WWE, or being remembered in the WWE. This happens. 
we see the match kind of go back and forth. Both wrestlers tired from this sort of like onslaught on each other. Rey Mysterio just not seeming to be able to quit. And Dominic likewise. And it all ends with Dominic Mysterio hitting the 619 and bringing it back with the West Coast pop. One, two, three. Dominic Mysterio beats Rey Mysterio clean in the middle of the ring. And Dominic, he doesn't get up and celebrate. He just hugs Rey Mysterio on the ground saying, I love you, Dad. And when it's time for him to hold up his arm, you know, he celebrates a little bit in the ring. Rey Mysterio gets up. And for the first time since WCW, Rey Mysterio unmasks himself and puts the mask over Dominic Mysterio. They hug it out. Hopefully, we can get a kind of crowd in there just saying, Thank you, Ray. Thank you, Ray. Oh, God, my, my mind. I'm kind of crying a little bit in my head. <laughs> and from this point forward, Dominic Mysterio is no longer known as Dominic Mysterio. He is known as Prince Mysterio. Or, if you want to go the Spanish route, you can go Principe Mysterio. I probably botched that pronunciation. And that's how I'd book the Rey Mysterio retirement angle. And it's... Oh! <laughs> it's very emotional. And if there's anyone who I think Rey Mysterio should retire to, look no further than his own flesh and blood. Oh god, that got emotional. <laughs> I, I'm personally really proud of that last storyline. Personally for me. That, that one, I think, was the most kind of conclusive thing I've done. And if, if you agree or you disagree, let me know what you think. But with that out the way, we may as well come to the final segment of this podcast. A little thing called Fantasy Fumble. If you don't know what Fantasy Fumble is, it's basically me giving the weirdest, wackiest storyline I can come up with. And doing it within a time limit of, like, a track of a song. And basically... This stuff is always improvised. So, I have no idea where it's going to go. Fingers crossed I actually finish it this time. So, without further ado, Fantasy Fumble will begin in 3, 2, 1. Fumble! Let the dumpster fire begin! Right, so, uh, who remembers Rey Mysterio's old theme song was like, Guess who's coming out the sky, body five from stereo? We all know what that is. Basically, Rey Mysterio starts a rap career. Why does he start a rap career? Very simple. He sees the Street Profits. He has a match with them with Dominic Mysterio in a tag match. And we just see in the camera, because they like to go back to wrestlers, they're waiting for them to make their entrance, him vibing to the Street Profits theme song, be like, I bring the swag. We see Rey Mysterio start dancing, and Dominic is like, What why are you doing this, Dad? Stop being lame. Why are you doing this? That's so embarrassing. And of course, as this happens, you know. The match happens, they, they they eventually pick up the win, and Ray goes up to Montez Ford and asks, Hey, what is this music? What can I can I learn some of this music? Can I help make some of this? I was like, yeah, sure, yeah you can. You know, we featured it, just go talk to the music producers over at WWE. And so at this point, Ray Mysterio starts to learn how to be a music producer. He starts to slowly get into the music lifestyle of modern music, you know, your trap and your rap and all that other stuff. You know, he starts listening to Lil Nas X. He starts listening to, uh, oh my god, Despacito. I don't know. Rap things. As this happens, he's rapping. He's starting to get his flow going, you know. You could tell I definitely know what I'm talking about. As this is happening, Dominic you know, we get all these backstage stuff with him and his family. You know, kind of like in the old Rey Mysterio documentary. Where Dominic is just asking, what are you doing, Dad? And we start to see Rey Mysterio with like a backwards cap, baggy clothes. 
just like trying to mix up a mixtape, you know? <laughs> he starts to call himself Little Ray, Little Ray, which basically means Little King in English. <laughs> Little King? So starts doing that, he starts recording some songs, and he starts trying to bring it to SmackDown, you know, try and get a record deal with SmackDown's music library so he can start having his own entrance music be his rap music. And you know, I I'm not gonna rap because I don't know how to rap. <laughs> it's like, yo, Ray, what's up, dog? Oh. <laughs> no! <laughs> I wanna know! Where does this go? Where does little, where does little Ray go? Does he? Oh no! No! I can't, I can't unsee. I can't unsee Rey Mysterio with a backwards cap. You know, trying to rap. Just don't do that. No, that rhymes! That rhymes! No! No! Okay, so I, I've I've killed my wrestling childhood. I've I've ruined it for everyone. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> oh god, this this was a weird episode. This was a weird episode, and probably the one I'm I'm glad I made. I'm, I'm glad I made this one, especially for that retirement angle. I I hope I did Rey Mysterio justice. Hopefully I did. If not, I'm sorry. <laughs> And with that, we're coming to the end of this episode, so I just want to say thank you all so much for tuning in. It's always amazing when people tune in and listen to this. I'm, like, recently, a lot more people have been listening to some of my recent stuff, which is a huge thank you. Like, I, I like to believe that this stuff has gotten better as time has went on, so I'm, I'm really appreciating a lot of new people tuning in to some more of the recent stuff. The Monster Hunter one has done a lot better than I expected, and that couldn't have happened without the support of every single one of you so thank you so much and before i get more mushy about this stuff i'm gonna end it there so i hope all of you have a lovely day and remember everyone wrestling could always use just a little bit more fiction see you all good night everybody